This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Net. You're watching Lester Till I Die TV. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Right, Chris. All right there. All right, the back. How are we all doing? How the devil are you all? Good evening. It's Monday night. It's seven o'clock. It's Leicester till I die. It's a brand new show. It is. It is the Three Amigos. I know I'm too missing. Yes. Well, <laughs> the joy. That was the joy of my ex-wife. She took them with her. But you know, um, <laughs> she'll kill me. Um, it is a new show. We have got two uh, two guests to come in a second um, from two fellow great Leicester channels that we're all going to uh, collaborate and do this once a month. And we're going to be looking back. And this month we're looking back on October Leicester till I die um, TV. Uh, be on the ninety and Ants fan TV channel. Channel, all of us together trying to pick out some good bad and maybe some ugly moments as well this is where you can watch and listen to us live tonight Indeed. So, like I say, there's got to be three of us. Um, otherwise, it wouldn't be called the Three Amigas. And here they come. Static, good evening to you. Um, I don't think I can take anything more from Arsenal fans. Honestly, if I have any more humble pie, I will literally be sick. I've had really bad um, diarrhoea. I've said that, that, that of course, is hereditary because it uh, runs in your genes. Yeah, the jokes don't get any better, do they? But uh, good evening, Static. You are welcome. So let's bring uh, the second of the third amigos in, D'Artagnan. Ant, 
How the devil are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Obviously, as you said before, we're not going to mention a certain game. No, no. A certain no. team. But apart from that, I think the only person who's probably in more humble pie this week than you is myself. So it is what it is. We move. <laughs> we, we supported Leicester long enough. We should know that these things happen, don't, shouldn't we? The <laughs> thing is, the way it's been celebrated, it's making me laugh because before the game, it was, oh, it's only Leicester. Now they've won the game. Oh, they're going to they're going to win and leave and go on to win the Champions League and stuff. We do know, we do know. And good evening to Yeti Boy. Welcome along. We do know, of course, that 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 the A team are very good at, at premature celebrations, aren't they? We can remember the celebration after the the win in our um, Championship winning team. Something Arsenal haven't done for a long time. Anyway, it does say. Oh, before we go on, just tell everybody quickly where they can find you, Ant. So check me out on Beyond the 90 as well as Ant's Leicester fan channel on YouTube. Really getting back into the grind of doing almost daily content again on my own channel now. So make sure to check that one out. So. We'll do. Well, let's bring uh, the third one in. Um, Portos, he <laughs> could be. Hey, Cash, how are you? So how the devil are you? I am great. I'm doing relatively well this month. I think after the September, after month of September, I think we have come out of stuttering, and uh, there is more positive than negative this time around. So I am very energized how we will perform in November. I think I think so. T- I mean, I think this is a good month to start. Actually, apart from the game that won't be mentioned, uh, we didn't have a bad month at all. Um, but you welcome along and tell people where they can where they can find you. So everyone can find me where I write. I write exclusively for Foxes of Leicester. And also I write for sportskira.com where I cover all the other clubs and all the footballing news that is going on around the world. Also you can find me officially joining with Ant Neil and others at Beyond the Ninety. Plenty of places to find you then. Uh, and uh, this is what uh, he says, desperately looking, thinking he hasn't uh, uploaded it. But <laughs> we're going to look at three things this evening. Uh, our highlights, our downers and our player of the month. So agree or disagree in the chat, please do let us know your thoughts. Uh, it's all about you. So join in. Um and uh, let us know what you think. Right, so let's start. We're going to start with the October highlight. So I'll start this off and then you guys can sort of tell me I'm talking rubbish, which I, I usually do. But for me, the highlight of the month was the Spartak game over, over in Russia. Uh, and it's the highlight because obviously a, a lot happened in that game. But at 44 minutes... I honestly thought this is this is Europe over for us. You know, this is this is Leicester's very own Brexit happening here. You know, it was going to be the end because I think had we lost that game, I think we could have been maybe we would have possibly got into the conference. But to me, at that point, um, you know, it didn't look good for us. Obviously, then Daka decides to have his say and gets four goals uh, over the two halves, and we're back in it. And then, of course, being Leicester. We couldn't do anything easy, and we ended up sort of letting one in just to make it a little bit difficult. We like to make things interesting as Leicester, <laughs> Leicester City, don't we? But for me, the way that we turned that game around, I thought was the start. Well, probably following on from the Man United game, but I thought that was, you know, we were, we had the Man United game, we then had that Moscow game, and I thought, here we go, this is our season kicking in now. Um, I could say until till the game that won't be mentioned. But to me, I could say I, I really, I was really happy that I say the fact that I'd gone from so depressed to so happy in the game. What did you think of that game, Ant? Uh, it was to start with. It was a ridiculous kickoff time, wasn't it, for a European oh. game? So I was yes. sort of half watching it at work. Not, but if my boss was watching, I was fully focused on my work. Don't you? Of worry. course. Of course, but I was watch. Um, I was watching it sort of whilst half typing stuff on my laptop, and it's like the first goal where it goes in, and you just think, "Oh God, here we go again." And then the second one goes in, and I'd resigned to the fact probably not going to get anything out of this game, or a draw would be the maximum. 
And as you say, Daka goes on an absolute incredible, incredible run in that game, scoring four goals. And it's just, it's like typical Leicester, isn't it? As you say, don't, we don't do it the easy way. But no. for me, the highlight of the month has got to be beating United. Yes. We'll come on to that in, in, on to yours in a second. Akash, did you like the Moscow game? So, as Ant mentioned, you know, about the time of this specific European game. I mean, it was fantastic for us living on the other side of the world. It was relatively early. We didn't have to go in our midnight oil to watch another game which goes till four in the morning. So, it was very refreshing <laughs> and a new experience for me. And so, you, so you like the time? You like those kickoff times? <laughs> I do. I I I will complain, but uh, this was a refreshing way to you know have a game early kick of time, and you know Dhaka made it all the way more perfect for us. I think we couldn't have asked for a better score line, and a single player registering five cool goals to his game that was simply magical and beautiful to witness such at the early part of the mm-hmm. evening. So I I had plenty. Uh, plenty of going to in the night, so yeah, I, I, was, I was very happy and like, and I would say Manchester United was the highlight for me as well because that game particularly draws a lot of eyeballs to our club, so I just loved that fantastic picture. Yeah, I mean, I've got to be honest, I think I think the time was the fact that um, there's three teams in Moscow and they can't play on the same night um, for for television as much as for the police. Um, and there was a Champions League game on or there was another game on with one of the other clubs. So they moved it to um, to, to, to the Wednesday for us. But then you, <laughs> Europa League matches aren't allowed to clash with Champions League matches. So that was why they had to shift it to three o'clock because obviously Europa's not as important as Champions League. And do you remember when uh, football used to be about the fans? <laughs> maybe maybe I'm just sort of remembering these nice things and, and you know, I'm dreaming. But uh, I did used to think that it was the fans that mattered. But, hey, there we go, you know. Probably before my time, because that was probably when Premier League was formed. That was about the end of the care of fans. <laughs> but I'm not going to get into a rant about that. No, no, but I know where you're coming from. So, Ant, um, your... Um, where are we here? Your highlight... Uh, it's got to be the United game. Just everything about it. The, the way that Harry Maguire's first game in front of a packed game power was probably the worst centre-back performance I've seen for a long time. The fact of, as well, like it, I thought we'd, we'd blown it because we dominated that game and I thought, oh God, 2-2. And it, it was all set up for Ronaldo to score a late goal for United and it be another late United comeback. But that Vardy goal just from kick-off was brilliant. And I do think the fact I was there added something to it. It's like that Moscow game was brilliant, but when you're half watching it sort of under your arm at that at work, it's not the same as actually being there. So, could you not um, pull, pull a sickie? <laughs> I still don't. I still don't think I would have um, managed to get out to Moscow. Fair play to those 25 who did, by the way. I know it's not. Oh, indeed, yes. Indeed. Now I was thinking just to get home and watch it on the telly. That was all. Oh, fair enough. But that, <laughs> no. that 25 that got there, absolutely incredible. But fair, but yeah, totally um, fair play to them, like you say. I mean that it was a brilliant game. Was that your highlight as well, a cash, or have you got a different one? I was just ecstatic that a player like Ronaldo is coming back to the FIFA Stadium. We get the privilege of hosting him and also denying him all those three crucial points. That was a brilliant moment for me because personally, you know, as much as I love Ronaldo as a player, I still want him to underperform in the games where we are directly featured against them. And the school line, although more things to be proud of because you know Jimmy Vardy and Patson Daka field of the game, I was narrowing for even a 3-2 score line, but then they killed off the game with a 4-2 brilliant finish from Patson Daka. He got his first goal and the next game he just I mean, doubled it twice. So it, it was just just so much fun watching that game because you know, here we, we cousins assemble because all of them are Manchester United fans and I'm the only anomaly in the, in the lot. And mm-hmm. it was only the black ship of the later because I am the only Leicester fan screaming out and hoping that we can celebrate at least a draw out of this picture. So when a win happens and in, in such a dramatic fashion, I, I just go out deserve. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I was, 
I, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm, you know, I'd forgotten that we'd actually taken part in the game because the, you know, the press and the TV hardly mentioned us at all, did they? And I mean, you know, it was how bad were Man United? No way was it how good were Leicester City, despite the fact that you know, we we, we probably the way we played made Man United bad. And did, am I the only one that gets annoyed with that? I did about two years ago. Now I'm beyond caring. Sky Sports is set up just as to interact with the fans of, of the six clubs and everyone else is there just to make up the numbers so I just it is what it is at now I don't I, I don't care what they say because it's fully expected we could beat United 10-0 and it wouldn't be Leicester or brilliant it's what, what went wrong at United so mm. I, I, mean, I just focus on ourselves now <laughs> you just you just you just you put on your armor suit and just ignore it now, and you know. Yeah, yeah it used to really wind me up, but I'm just like, mm. what's the point? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Akash, where you are, was it all Man United a bad, Man United a poor, or did Leicester get some credit? Leicester never gets its fair share of credit because it's always due in our part. Last season we saw we were dealing with more injuries than Liverpool, but we didn't get the spotlight. The spotlight was always on Liverpool. Similarly, when we defeated Manchester City in that 5-2 score line, again, Pep Guardiola, it was all Pep Guardiola's overthinking. It was not Leicester's uh, well-done job for the night. Uh, again, everything was scrutinized against us because James Vardy apparently won a lot of penalties. The referee was harsh against Manchester City, to say the least. So, it is always the same everywhere around the world. The bigger teams get the bigger portion of the pie because they always get draw more eyeballs into the product. So, they will always get that television. Yeah. Um, I mean, overall though, and it, it wasn't, say, I say highlights, it was a good month to start because, you know, we had we had the Brentford win as well. Um, we had uh, the Millwall in, in the Cup. Uh, 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 it wasn't... Those two games stand out, obviously, but the month as a whole was was probably the best month we've had since since the season started. We don't have much to compete with there, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I'm getting this feeling that you're more of a glass half empty kind of guy. <laughs> I am after Saturday. I am after, I'm normally really positive, but uh, Saturday I just feel really really Um. um no, it's, it's, it has been a good month in general. It was, and obviously, the win against United is huge. We, uh, we got back to winning ways and backed it up against Brentford. So it's just about trying to make sure that this game against Arsenal is a one-off and we really like, we can respond properly from it. But the month as a whole was a, was a success. We're through to the quarterfinals of the Cup as well, which we haven't mentioned. Um, so we beat Brighton. Yes, it went to penalties, but I... I'm one of those, I don't really care about performances in a cup game. It's just about getting through to that next round. So, yeah, it's been a good month. We're through to the next round, Akash. And, and I don't know, Carly says, uh, Cal says you've got a bit of an echo there. Or he said a huge echo. But I don't know if you can look into that. But you say, and said there, we're through to the quarterfinals. But it's just a, a small matter of away at Liverpool. So maybe that's as far as we're going to go on our performances this season. That was the toughest draw we could have come up with because, again, you don't want to face a Liverpool side into the eliminator straight away because they are going to be ruthless. Manchester City have been winning the cup for so long that it's Liverpool's prestige at stake right now. They, a team like that caliber should be winning this cup and they're going to go full guns blazing, firing on all cylinders against us. I still hope because I am very optimistic when it comes to Leicester. But uh, still, a very, very tough draw. I think uh, we, we can salvage something out of this. Definitely, we can go to the penalties all the way. And we are more than capable of winning on pens. But uh, let's see what happens. I'm, I will be hoping that we somehow survive. We've got, we've got one glass half full and we've got uh, one glass half empty. So between, between the three of us, we'll, we'll get there. And do you think that Liverpool's going to be as far as we go? No, I reckon we go to Anfield and absolutely we should have some on toast if I'm honest if they play the teams that they typically play in the cup. So I'm I'm fully confident that we can go through against Liverpool. So. Do you think Liverpool will 
not put the strongest team out. I mean, Man City are not in it this year, so you know, for once, it's going to be a different name on the cup. It, you know, Liverpool could think, well, this 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 is a trophy we could go for. They could do, but I think Jurgen Klopp, particularly around the time of but is is we start at the Afcon, he's already going to be losing Salah, Mane, yes. and all of that. So I don't see any reason why we can't go there and get and get the win because when you look at the teams that they put out for it. Mm. Uh, if we play even the team that we played against Brighton, I'd say our second string is probably better than their second string. Yeah, it's just their first team is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Andrew says here, not if we play like we did in the first half on Saturday. No, we need the first half, we need the second half on Saturday and then um, the first half again. And I'm, I'm struggling, to be honest with you, to find uh, to find a first half because we never start very quickly. Um, I'm moving on then. I mean, those are sort of our highlights. Two went for Man United. Obviously, I went for the Moscow. Um, I think it was always going to be sort of one of those two. Um, but looking now, we're going on to the um, October Downer, um, for want of a, a, a better word. Now, um, I'm sure one of you may well decide that uh, the match that must be spoken about might have to be spoken about here, so fair enough on that. But to be honest with you, for me, um, I think, and let me just get rid of that because it's too long there we go for me i've got to be honest with you it's the lack of clean sheets you know and we, before you know a pizza sorted it out i think it could take more than a pizza this season you know we, we've we're, we're not getting tanked by anybody but we just can't keep a clean sheet i mean the last one was wolves and in fairness and that which was the first game of the season, um, had Wolves had the shooting boots on, I think we'd have struggled to keep a clean sheet then. Um, and I know we haven't got a settled back four, etc., etc. So there's a lot there, but surely this has got to be looked at and be seen. And, and, and you know, we've got defensive coaches in there. You've got to ask, what the hell are they doing? And every time I do my predictions at the weekend, I've never gone for Leicester keeping a clean sheet. So if I've gone for a win for us, it's always been 2-1 or 3-2, because I know we're always going to concede a goal. And it's going to, it's causing us problems, isn't it, Ant? It is, and I think like, the rate that we're conceding that we're not going to achieve anything major this season if we can keep conceding it. I think only Newcastle and Norwich have conceded it. So yeah. it's not good. And it's, it's like you say, what? they doing in training for this to be like a week in week out occurrence like, I'm hoping that something's looked at in January but even so we should be doing better in terms of the defensive side of it with the players that we've got on the pitch Indeed. and, and, and Akash do you think sort of you know we, we, we automatically think when Fafana comes back or and James come back that that's going to be it we're going to suddenly be boom you know, keeping a clean sheet every game. But when they're ready, when they come back, we know that, you know, they're not going to come back and be playing 90 minutes every game. They're going to be eased in. So it might even be February before we see the, a, a settled back four. And obviously Johnny Evans, we do know he's susceptible to, to an injury and he can't be playing every game. Do you think... Well, first of all, do you, th- you know, do you think that Fafana coming back is going to be the answer? Or, as Ant suggested, do we need to go and buy somebody an extra centre-back in January? I don't think Leicester are going to spend their purse in the winter because mm. Wesley Fafana is going to be making his recovery and come back eventually. Also, James Justin is a solid additional to the back line and those two coming back simply will instill a lot of confidence to the back line, which they have been missing without Johnny Evans properly playing regularly, regularly gaining minutes under his belt. Sanchu was looking very lost as if he was a sailor without a compass. And the, the, the cheap plaster that we brought in from Southampton in the form of six foot six, Yannick Vestergaard was him doing his part. He was slow, he was sluggish, he was vulnerable. And all those things to erode away will take a sustainable amount of time. It will be February, till till February, I would say, to get Popana back on his regular fitness and his regular time. And then we can hope to build up from there. 
and the way things are going we are considering above above 16 shots on target per 90 90, 90 minutes so that's a recurring issue when you are dealing with so many of the shots uh, some of them are eventually going to land up in the back of the net so we can't be oblivious to that we have to be pragmatic and we're going to assess that none of the none of the fixtures will aid us with clean sheets we need to have our offenses offenses ready and we need to outmatch them in the score line department because we are going to concede either way do you think because you mentioned Vestergaard there um <laughs> the fans haven't taken to him um he came to us he got injured straight away uh, Akash um are we being unfair has he had time to settle yet was he the right purchase i don't think he was the right person because to replace uh, a player like Wesley Fofana or Johnny Evans for a few months he didn't cover any of the bases that those two players do weekly on an eloquent basis he was a very different attributed player his height gives him the ideal advantage but also you know cuts his speed by half and that makes him a very very weak link in the back line considering a team like leicester who whose defense is expected to you know push into the midfield to channel and orchestrate from the back but westgard has been often caught off guard and he has left pocket of spaces which he after dispossessing the ball isn't able to cover up so that makes us vulnerable and he makes him the weakest link so that's my only worry i think he wasn't the right purchase but we have to deal with that until fofana or evans is so evans won't be fit for a long time but definitely fofana can you know help with that issue Yeti with my bowel problems I don't have any clean sheets at the moment <laughs> and um Andrew says here that uh, I know my jokes are bad I'm 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 sorry just my toilet humor uh he says should have gone and got Tarkovsky are we regretting that when we know that 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 Brendan was a fan of Vestergaard because he'd been talking about him in previous windows and obviously Tarkovsky might have well would have cost a lot more but would we've been better off getting um and my mind has gone totally blank just at the wrong time the guy uh, that was on a free available on a free ex Chelsea player Gary Cahill so um yes yes Gary Cahill would would we've been better off getting him in Or, or, or is, is Vestergaard going to prove us all wrong and, and, and come good, given time? Hopefully he will, but I don't think Gary Cahill is the answer, if I'm honest. When I saw him at Palace, he was completely finished at Premier League level. So, right. I, I think I don't think Gary Cahill on the free was the answer. But, at the same time, less, uh, Bertrand, not Bertrand, Tarkovsky would have been, what, 25 million? Yeah. I think that extra 10 million would we would have seen a much better player than we're getting with Vestergaard but I'm not one of those who's going to write a player off after two or three months I'm hoping he does find his feet but mm. he's so slow in the way we play it it really gets exposed by trying to press team times and obviously the defense pushing forward it's like the other teams that do it have a like Like the Liverpools, they've got Van Dijk and um, Joe Gomez at the back, both very quick players who can, who've got that recovery pace. Uh, you look at you look at Man City with Ruben Diaz, Laporte. I know we can't spend that kind of money on a centre back, but the but the basic fundamentals of them of be, being quick centre backs who can recover from from situations on the counter attack. We don't have that with Vestergaard, and he gets turned so easily, and he's got the turning circle of a bus. So it's very easy for opposition attackers to get in behind us. I think the problem may be the fact that we didn't have the twenty-five million for Tarkovsky because we we hadn't planned on going out and buying another defender. I don't think, and you know, had Fafana not got that injury, I don't think we would have um, we would have brought somebody in. Although I must admit, it is looking like we uh, we had a lucky escape with Quebec, but uh, maybe that's being unfair to the guy when he's playing in that Norwich team anyway. Um, Andrew says, "Give Ward a chance." I don't think it, it's Schmeichel. I think for me, a goalkeeper can only be as good as the defence that is in front of him. And at the moment, you know, you can't expect Schmeichel to save everything. You know, the defence has got to do the job, and it, it's not settled at the moment. Um, 
Steve Bruce is now a free agent. Do you know what, Andrew? If you're suggesting Steve Bruce comes in for uh, Brendan Rodgers, I think we need to uh, call, call the men in little white coats to come and take you away because I think you are you are having a, 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 a mare there. You were a wind up. Um, Ant, what was your downer of the month? I'm not going to go for the, the obvious one here because mine was going 2-0 up against Crystal Palace and letting yeah. that lead slip. Yes. I'm, as good as Crystal Palace are, and as much as they look revitalised under Patrick Vieira, when you go 2-0 up, you should be seeing that out. Mm. Definitely. Uh, and you, you you knew that Schlupp was going to come back and score against us, didn't you? Oh, of course. Like, it's to be expected. Yeah. <laughs> and it just... I mean, it's, if nothing... If all oh, this season has proved that I know nothing about football... Because all my predictions, apart from Brentford would do the best of the three teams that came up, have proved completely wrong, including the fact that um, uh, Pal- you know, Palace were going to be one of the favourites to, to, to be fighting relegation. Oh, yeah, I got that one wrong as well, didn't I? But, I mean, do you think... Because we were lucky to be 2-0 up in that game, Ant, weren't we? Let's be honest. We were, but it, it's almost irrelevant to the point of once you are 2 up, you defend like your lives depend on it. And you, mm. Particularly in like a hostile stadium like Sellers Park, you don't you don't sort of put a half-assed defensive performance in, which is like, if I'm honest, is what it was, which is why it was so easy for Palace to open us up. Because as brilliant as Palace were, we, we, were, we allowed that result. Yes. Yes. We did. Um, Akash, your thoughts on that game before we come on to your downer? I think uh, we will align with that game because that's my downer as well. You know, having a comfortable cushion in the first half, 2-0, and then it shows what our persistent problem has been. Unable to defend well and we play very differently in the first half and second half. So, second half, I didn't expect the substitution to make such an impact that they would, you know, stalemate us and earn another points and we'll be sharing a point with Crystal Palace. The Arsenal game does hurt. The first 20 minutes that we switched off was the turning point of the game. But, you know, you don't expect losing points again against Crystal Palace considering the finishes that we had in the last two seasons. But against Arsenal, it's a 50-50. You know, they can do well. It, it can be Vardy's day. So, you are never too sure on that. But losing Crystal Palace and, uh, uh, I mean, drawing with Crystal Palace, again, Jeffrey Schloops comes and just, you know, rubs it in. It's it's a very, very unfortunate feeling being a Leicester fan. And we should have salvaged something out of that so that game. So, that was very, very hurting for me that we couldn't keep it up. But after that, we developed and October turned out to be comparatively greater. And we went on a, we stringed our performance and we went in a good uh, winning run. Then again, we hit a slump and now it's on to the next one. Andrew says here that he actually meant Steve Bruce in defence. And I think that's only because he's the one of the few guys that actually makes me look slim. Uh, so if you're talking about Steve Bruce in defence, I think you put him on the post and leave him there because he just fills the goal up, bless him. Um oh, Yet you know, it was the third of October that game. Uh, we need, we need, we need another international break, don't we? And there's one coming up. No, this, we definitely this... don't. No, we definitely don't. I could not do with with more international football. But we win after an international break. We stuff United. <laughs> That's true, but oh, just the bore fest that is no. watching England play. It 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 almost doesn't seem worth it. I totally agree, and, and, and that, that's another topic, because I, I hate the qualifiers, because I just think they're just so set up for the big teams, you know, a bit like a, an ESL of the international uh, front. But the worrying thing is, when you see the... We're consistently inconsistent. I think that's the best way of describing it, Akash, isn't it? And, you know, we, we go out and we beat Man United 4-2. There was very few Arsenal fans, and I know a lot a few Arsenal fans on here, and there's very few Arsenal fans that actually gave themselves much of a chance against us. The frightening thing is, after the international break, we've got Chelsea. <laughs> 
scared worried international <laughs> yeah it's scary it's definitely scary considering the last two times we faced against them one once we got all the glory we boxed in the glory and yes. then the next time it was it turned into a ugly fight we lost three points which eventually denied us an entry into the champions league so you know 50 50 again but chelsea has been playing brilliant football they are not scoring as many as goals as they are supposed to with lukaku and timo werner at their disposal but it's going to be tough for us as well because our defense is struggling maybe that's their day it could be our day again but uh, coming to the international break point i think the last international break was us uh, a blessing in disguise for us because hmm. the coaching staff got a lot of time to analyze what was going wrong and they came up eventually to try out the 442 then they stuck with the 352 and madinson showed a lot of improvements they were holding this training sessions in the in c grave where they used uh, video video analysis to break down madison's plays what is going wrong the impact the tenacity what has been missing and i think that has helped madison uh, immensely because in manchester united game we saw the spark of an old madison from a season ago before he, his ailments and that was you know a beautiful thing to culminate out of this international break so i think if our sides dealing with so many injuries can do well with some breaks i mean a lot of players are looking a bit out of touch you can place harvey barnes into that area yanik westergaard needs a, needs a lot of figuring to do out even as playing as a substitution i think we could really do well with some breaks <laughs> and and i mean you know we just can't carry on with this starting i mean i i, I you know sort of midway through the first half I, i said you know when we won the premier league all the players got a bmw off the chairman maybe they should all get an alarm clock now because they hadn't woken up till about uh, for, well till the second half you know if we carry on like that we are just going to when we come against the, well, we're struggling against the smaller teams you know the wins we've had like apart from united um you know brentford made us work hard for it norwich did chelsea really does scare me My thing is it wouldn't surprise me if we we beat Chelsea and then less, like, uh, lost the game after that because isn't game after that someone like Southampton we've got Leeds this weekend haven't we mm. um let's just have a look who we've got um after uh, after Leeds we've got Chelsea then Watford yeah so it really wouldn't surprise me if we went on to beat Chelsea lost to Watford and then lost to Southampton like yes. it would just yeah. be the most lesser thing so but it's just it's this on like lack of confidence I've got in the defense is why I never look at any games at the moment and say that's going to be an easy three points because mm. I don't think we've had one game this season where it's been an easy three points I think as well the the thing and I've said this for a past couple of seasons it's it is an open playing field this i mean look at liverpool you know they nearly lost to brighton yeah and that that's another one of my predictions that's going up the swanny when i said they were going to struggle uh but it is and i think a cash do you agree that we've had it quite said we've not had it easy but the last couple of seasons we've kind of been in the top four right up to the end and then just slip but be finishing fifth and getting europa league is not a bad place to be in for leicester but this season there's more teams that are going for that position you know west ham are having another good season brighton are coming good arsenal are coming back so it is going to be a bit harder isn't it the competition has got a lot more competitive this season because a lot of teams that you don't expect to see above us are above us and teams like brentford brighton are really really surprising us at the moment so and injuries couldn't have come at a wrong time we we need to you know push and strive to get any european spots that's available but if it's the conference league i think we we could take a break we couldn't we could avoid that because the rest will be prioritized over competing for a third tier european competition but mm. for for making appearance after appearance in the european europa league i think we should be doing more and we are capable of it but we can't you know be absolutely sure because so many teams as you said are performing to their absolute best and bringing in results and 7th and conference league next season would that be a failure no i don't think so it'd be disappointing in the fact of where we've been but i wouldn't say it's been a failure 
But at the same time, this is why I want us to go the whole way to the League Cup, because that gets you in the back door of the Europa League as well. So, silverware yeah. and then confirmed, confirmed at least European footballs. But I don't yeah. know. It's one of those I'd always, I, I always take silverware over finishing like fifth in the league or fourth in the league. Yeah. Third and final section here, um, which is our. Um, player of the month now i've got to be totally honest with you i was torn here because i, I was struggling because yuri tillemans had a fantastic month he, he likes those long range shots on goal doesn't he and uh, we we love seeing them but i i had to go for my player of the month and he hasn't played that much but Pants and Dacker, literally it just on that one performance of score. I mean, he's now our joint top scorer in Europe after one game. Uh, I don't know what that says about us. <laughs> I think I'd like to like the fact that it probably means that we score goals from a lot of different positions. <laughs> let's, let's 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 look on the bright side of it. But I mean, it was it was the whole performance as well. But he was just absolutely lethal that night. And then, you know, for the for the second goal against Brentford, it, I can't imagine if that had been Vardy uh, with Madison up front, Vardy would have shot. I mean, he would have probably scored, in fairness, but you saw the other side of him, that he didn't take that on him, on his own. He, he passed it to Madison, who obviously put it, put it in the net. And he's so happy, you know, he's, he's such... He's, we know he's not going to get regular game time whilst... Um, Vardy is, is 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 fit and playing, obviously, but he's you know he's from Europe. He's got European experience. If he carries on like that in Europe, then I think you know our, our group may end up not being as bad as it was. So for me, I have gone for uh, for Pat Sandaka. and somebody different for you. Yeah, I think Dak has had undoubtedly a brilliant month, but for me, I'm going for Tielemans for the absolute one like genius of that strike against United, and then the absolute rocket of a goal against Brentford, as well as like his performances firing firing on Saturday have been absolutely top notch as well. It's it's not just the goals; it's his overall contribution to play, and I think he's been he's been our player of the month, in my opinion. Definitely. I mean, like I say, I, I, I was, I was struggling uh, between the two. But um, a cash for yourself? It's got to be Patson Daka, who scores four in a single match in Russia. Yes. Yeah. Well I was said. flabbergasted. <laughs> so, was... uh, sorry. You know, opening on. his account against against Manchester United, he couldn't have asked for a better start, playing in the minimized role that Rogers has assigned him. You know, giving more chances to Vardy at his twilight. I think he 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 has held up his model. He is doing good. He has really gelled with the side. He looks happy. He looks content, and he looks hungry, which is a very good sign. Because as you said, the specific incident of Madison. You know, any other player would be selfish. Would be trying to take that shot. Fifty-fifty chance, maybe Degia saves it. But uh, oh, sorry, it, it it was against Brentford. Sorry, yes, maybe yeah. Raya saves it. So, you know, he channels the assist, he sees Madison is, is in a better spot, he has been struggling with his own issues, hasn't gone a go- hasn't got a goal since a long time. His uh, assist came in from February, I think, last assist. So, to instill that confidence and, you know, pick up his camaraderie, he, tra- he tries so hard to give that ball to Madison and Madison can't miss from there. So, that's a beautiful thing that he brings into this team. I love it. I love when players share goals, share assists and especially when forwards do it because you don't yeah. expect them to not poach. And four goals, one against Manchester United, five goals, one assist with so many limited chances that he got. I think it's perfect. He's not rusty. Mm. He's just going to blistering anytime he's introduced into the game. I think we should maybe then look at maybe a couple of players that um, that got honours if they didn't, you know, actually make it to the player of the month. And I've got to be honest with you, I can remember walking up Wembley Way for the Community Shield, and the t- I was a bit behind, and the team was just being announced. So I was walking up, and when this guy's name was announced as being in the team, you got everybody around us all sort of went. Oh, there's a groan, you know, almost in tune. But Daniel Amati, 
he not you know as I say certainly not you know been up there with, with maybe with Tillemans and and Dakar, but and he's 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 coming good isn't he yeah, big Dan, big Dan and Marty. He he's not like that star mate, star man. Sorry, but he'll come in and do a job. Yeah. And like the thing with him is, I don't know if you remember before he did his ankle before when he was consistently playing at right back. Yes. He was like the more time he gets in the team, the more comfortable he becomes. So he's such he's like that perfect utility man to have. He can sort of play midfield, play at right back, and play at centre back. So. He's never going to be like that incredible player, but to fill in in the way that he has, I think he deserves a lot of credit. Do you agree with that, Akash? I think if Amate is doing what he's asked of and he's doing it in a no-nonsense fashion, I think it's mm. more than we could have asked of a player like him because he has been reduced to that bench role for a long time until and unless we have to deal with injuries or a certain condition like Westergaard, we don't really bring him on. And I can, you know, even forgive what, you know, his, his misstep in the in the last game against Arsenal but what it did with Manchester United is simply commandable. You know, Ronaldo was trying to cut in from that flank, mm. and the way Amartya dealt with a player so much above his level was a thing of beauty throughout the 90 minutes. So, Amartya is getting the job done. Couldn't have asked anything more than he is doing at the moment. I think uh, with regularly being introduced into the starting lineup, it just is building his confidence, and he will. He will be an asset in the days to come until we we don't find suitable replacements as Fofana coming into the squad. I I never thought I'd actually be in the position where I'm saying well, you know our best defender is probably Daniel Amati, but you know all credit to him for the fact that he he's making us say that it's like you know when we put when we're putting our teams together in the preview shows it's like Amati is almost like the the first name down there. But um, but Luckman as well he no pun intended, looks to be a good signing. And, I, and I'm, I'm trying not to get too excited because I did get quite excited about uh, about Genghis Under at the start when we first got him in and we all know where that went. But And Luckman looks the part, doesn't he? He does and I think it's down to him now to make Brendan Rodgers pick him because I know we're not playing the system that suits him really but I think he's got... A, He's, every time he's come off the bench, he's looked lively, scored against Brent, uh, Brighton sorry, in the Cup. It's just now about him trying to break that way into the first team. Uh, and Akash, finally on this point, James Madison have been given a bit more of a freer role in the last few games, apart from the game that we shouldn't talk about, and it seems to have uh, improved him a bit. He seems to like that more, you know, more freedom than being given a, a, a solid role. As I said earlier, you know, international break really helped him to work with the coaching staff and figure it all out. He was looking a lot out of depth when he came back from the injury. He was not doing great. Eventually, Rogers had to, you know, put him away and uh, use him as a substitution. And that didn't sit well with Madison because the lad is hungry for more. And after they figured out the staff, I think he had shown considerable amount of improved uh, play his orchestrations has been good he is doing great and at the time only he can go onwards and upwards i think he, he would be uh, back to his usual best in, in a couple of months time and uh, i think any international break would help a player like james madison because again we shouldn't be mentioning the game but against aaron ramsdale where the free kick was was brilliant from him sure he deserved one goal at least but uh, fortune favored otherwise the, the, when 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 the opposition goalie is the man of the match, it kind of uh, sums up the sort of day you've had. I want to just finish then with this one question for, for, from from the chat uh, that Scott's raised here. Um, do you think not having Mendy in the twenty-five man Premier League squad is affecting us potentially? Last season, when indeed he was injured, Mendy came in and did a brilliant job. And I know we've got Samari and Chowdhury. And I guess the reasons are that maybe Chowdhury was was included and not Mendy because of the number of homegrown players you've got to have in there. But given the choice, come to you first of all, Ant, would you have included Mendy in, or do you think you know Chowdhury? You know, is probably the better option. I think Chowdhury is a better option, but you've also got to remember Dewsbury Hall was also checked over, chosen over him. So 
he's well well down the pecking order, and I don't think he's a bad player, but he's not. I don't think he's better than Chowdhury. I don't think he's better than Samore. Dewsbury Hall, I've seen such little football of him in the Leicester shirt. It's hard to give him a true assessment. But mm. those two alone, I think it's just unfortunate for Mendy that he didn't get his move in the summer. Because I think he, he is being wasted in the under-23s, really. He's wasting his career. But I don't think he's really good enough for the level that we want to be at anymore, unfortunately. No. Hey, Cash, do you think he'll go in January? Uh, very tough to say because he has got that introduction into the Senegal squad. So he's an international who is not getting proper tap, uh, club time into the starting lineup. And uh, I think last season he, you know, covered a lot of areas for us when we were out of centre backs and he was pushed to the back. And Mendy didn't make a, make much mistake. I think he is a very uh, very clean player. He is. He doesn't commit uh, uh, too many mistakes, and he doesn't do offensively. Uh, he just stitch the ball. He doesn't make forward runs. He doesn't orchestrate the balls to the forward. So he's very safe, and that wasn't something Rogers was interested in looking because Hamza Chowdhury again brings brings uh, an aggressive approach to the game. Somade brings technical aspect to the game. And uh, we have problems at the other side of the pitch. We have defensive problems, but in the central part, we don't have much of the problems. We have, as Ant said, Kieran Drewsbury Hall to make up for it. Somare, Hamza Chaudhuri, and we have other centre midfielders, Albright, and uh, then you got Tillemans, Madison, Ayazo Perez can play as an attacker. So the midfield is covered. So just due to the squad depth and particularly saturation in that area, I think Mendy misses out. And, I mean, Chowdhury very nearly left uh, and would be playing in the black and white now. He probably probably regrets not going now with what has happened at Newcastle. But would you would you keep him? I mean, I've got to be honest with you. I mean, he was captain the other night. Um, all credit to him. He, he didn't have a bad game. I've not been his greatest fan because I always think he's got a red card in him. But... He looks a little. He looks more mature, and obviously we're a year on than he did this time last year. Do you think yeah. you know he's going to break? We should keep him, or do you think he'll be leaving? It's a weird one because I think there's a potential of a very good player there, but he's not going to achieve that potential by sitting on the bench at Leicester. Unfortunately, he needs to be playing regular football. So whether we loan him out, which would have been ideal, what the plan was to Newcastle, and then we could have really seen him develop with a proper run of games in a team or whether we sold him. But, yeah, I think it's a catch-22 because if we let him go, then we lose that depth. But um, by keeping him at Leicester, we don't get the development of that player. I'm thinking that he'll probably play in a lot, a, a cash in a lot of the cup games, You know, certainly in the, in the Caribou Cup. I think that's the time he needs to utilize to impress the manager because, you know, Hamza Choudhury, again, he's just another person who can do good with a loan spell, as Ant said. Definitely, he's not going anywhere with a permanent transfer. But again, sitting in the bench would, wouldn't do him any favors because players like Drewsbury Hall, who are more adept than Hamza Choudhury, needed a loan spell. Harvey Barnes needed a loan spell to fully flesh out his capabilities. And Hamza Choudhury should be doing that because his trades doesn't complement because he he has some of the problems as you said he's very caution prone he 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 jeopardizes that department and in cup games well he he gets the captain's armband so he's he's getting that confidence from the manager and uh, but that is not enough to you know regularly strive for greatness and for a team like Leicester you have to try you have to earn more minutes and if that is not happening either way you need to spend a season or two here and there to you know really impress your boss great guys thank you very so much for coming on this evening um same time next month, as they say, and hopefully we've got uh, a just as well a better month even to talk about. Let's hope we're climbing up that table. Uh, Akash, thank you so much for joining us again. Just before you go, give a shout out to your channels. So yeah, I write for Foxes of Leicester, and you can find me doing YouTube shows with Ant and other fellows at Beyond the Ninety. Brilliant. Thanks very much, and we'll hopefully see you in a month's time.
and always see you, don't we? <laughs> You're probably getting fed up with me coming on at this point. Constantly on it. <laughs> Never get fed up at all. Never. And of course, I have to thank you because you are sort of a you know a famous star now, being interviewed outside the King Power at the yeah. weekend. Oh, do you see the handbags in the video behind me? Yes, I don't work out what was going on. Can I just say, next time you might you might not want to stand between uh, Neil and Craig or get oh. yourself a little stepladder. Did just... you see the comments? <laughs> Someone's comment said you could get him a stepladder or two or three. It might help. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the comments. No, I didn't realise somebody already said that. But uh, I can see why you were in the middle. You know what I mean? But, uh... I, I felt... I felt that was almost picking on me, putting in me in the middle, if I'm honest. But, <laughs> but uh, anyway, give, give you give you channels a shout out, mate. Uh, so as I cash very kindly said, beyond the ninety is the big one to make sure you go and subscribe over there to that because constant like constant interviews, um, post match stuff, pre match, doing stuff outside the King Power. Uh, so make sure to check out Beyond the 90. Also check out my own channel if you don't get bored of hearing me chat absolute rubbish about Leicester. We all we all chat rubbish all the time, but in our mind we're talking complete sense. And <laughs> um, thanks very much, mate. And uh, again, if I don't see you before, which I probably will, I'll see you uh, in a month's time, hopefully. Look forward to it. Cheers, mate. Thanks very much. Uh, thanks to Ant, thanks to Wade Cash there, both for coming on the Three Amigos show. Um, oh, you enjoyed it. It was a little bit different. Uh, we've not done that before, but I think it's great to have... It's great to, to do things with the Leicester channels, you know, get on, uh, and we should all sort of support each other. So it was great to have them on, but uh, it's nice to have other opinions as well because you know you see us all the time here at Leicester till I die, the same faces all the time and I, I know we're good looking but you know you can you, you can only take so much beauty can't you and then uh, that's that's why we had Anton um, <laughs> he's gonna kill me I can see him in the green room I'm waiting for the fingers to go up um, <laughs> says Carol says Ant's hilarious <laughs> yeah you know what you gotta, gotta get in for christmas guys we're gonna be back tomorrow night at seven o'clock and we are gonna be back um he says with this Russians are coming. Uh, be careful you don't uh, touch any doorknobs or sit down on any benches or anything. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> They're here at the KP on Thursday. A decent kickoff time, 8 o'clock. And we're going to be reviewing that game tomorrow with Craig and uh, picking the team and, and looking. We need to win that one as well, don't we? And of course, this is also happening. <laughs> Yep, check out BBC Home, uh, sorry, the BBC Leicester City Football homepage uh, every Tuesday. It's the Tuesday Talking Point with me, uh, as if you don't see enough or read enough of me. Uh, I will be on the BBC website tomorrow, as soon as I've written it, which I've got to go off and do now. So, <laughs> thanks again to Ant and Akash. Uh, that was Leicester Till I Die, the three amigos. And we shall see you in a month's time. And I'll see you tomorrow night at 7 o'clock uh, for the European preview. Take care. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.